This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Thursday, the 28th of July. In your sport today, let the Com Games begin. Pride round is no problem for the Roosters. North bring out the big guns for Clarko. And wild celebrations are forecast in Birmingham. This is your sport today. Tonight slash tomorrow morning in the UK city of Birmingham, the 22nd Commonwealth Games kickoff. Uh, Australia is sending a huge team with tons of gold medal favourites. So let's fill you in on what you can expect. Uh, Luce, give us the what, when and where of the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Well, you've given us the what and the where, although fun fact, <laughs> Birmingham is the UK's second biggest city after London. Right. And the opening ceremony is on tomorrow from 4.45 Australian Eastern Standard Time. So early birds can get up and watch the 54 countries and 18 territories march around the stadium. The time zone isn't ideal for us over here in Australia. Coverage starts from 7pm each night and can go through to around 7am the next morning. That's when most of the big events will be on, like the swimming finals. Para and able-bodied athletes will compete at the same time across 21 different sports and it all wraps up in the early hours of the 9th of August. Plenty happening and we'll see a few sports at the Com Games that we don't see at the Olympics like T20 cricket, netball, lawn bowls and squash. Sports Aussies are actually very good at. Uh, speaking of Aussies, Luce, how big is the team? Who should we watch out for and how many medals are we expected to win? The Aussies have sent their biggest ever squad to a foreign Com Games, a total of 433 athletes that's made up of able-bodied and para-sport athletes, plus their guides, directors and pilots. Australia has done pretty well at the past Com Games. We've topped the middle count 13 out of 21 times and we're expected to win our 1,000th gold medal in Birmingham. Swimmers like Emma McKeon and Ariane Titmus are expected to clean up in the pool, while our women's T20 cricket team, the hockey teams, cyclists and the Diamonds netball team are all tipped to do well. Australia won 80 gold medals at the last games on the Gold Coast four years ago and they should go close again. Yeah, it could be a gold rush, Luce. Uh, As you said, the opening ceremony starts tomorrow morning and you can watch the coverage on Channel 7 and check out 7 Plus, which has 30 dedicated channels to the Com Games. Uh, I've put a link to the schedule in the show notes so you can stay on top of all the key times. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name the Aussie or Aussies with the most Commonwealth Games gold medals. Give us a clue, Luce. You kind of gave it away there saying Aussies, but it's a three-way tie and they're all swimmers. I like to give clues as well, Luce. Uh, Find out the answer (laughs) at the end of the show. The big story all week has been in the NRL where seven Manly players will boycott tonight's game on religious and personal grounds as the team wears a gay pride jersey for the first time. Uh, We've heard a lot out of Manly loose, but yesterday we heard from Roosters head coach Trent Robinson who says he supports the initiative. 
Yeah, Robinson not only supports it, but says his players would have no problem wearing a Pride jersey and even pushed for a full Pride round in the NRL. Robinson said, and here's his quote, for us in 2022 to not be inclusive and not say it's okay to be who you are is unacceptable. Coaches and players around the league have been asked about Manly's Pride jersey all week. Panthers co-captain Isaiah Yo says his club would be open to playing in a Pride round, but says the players would need to be in Involved because there is a high number of religious players in the league and the same issues could happen as they have at Manly. Well, we won't have to wait too long now for the footy to see how it all plays out. The game is on tonight from 7.50 Australian Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it on Channel 9, Foxtel and KO. A big crowd is expected, but the seven players who are boycotting the game have been informed by New South Wales Police to not attend the game for safety reasons. To AFL now, and the hunt continues for a new North Melbourne coach, four-time Premiership winning coach Alistair Clarkson. Appears to be the number one target. Loose, it looks like North are bringing in the big guns to get him across the line. Yeah, it's none other than former Australian cricket captain Ricky Ponting. Ponting is a huge Kangaroos fan, and it just so happens that he and Clarkson share the same manager, James Henderson. Henderson has confirmed the two will meet this week, and then on the weekend, Clarkson will meet with North President Sonia Hood. Ponting spoke on a podcast called The Believers Tasmania's AFL Journey that will come out next week and said it would brighten every member's hopes on where the club is going if Clarkson signed on as coach. But the Roos do have some competition. Clarkson has met with the GWS Giants three times, so it looks like he will be coaching somewhere in 2023. Yep, sounds like it's between North and the Giants. Uh, And tell you what, Luce, if Punter can't convince him, nobody can. Uh, I'll put a link (laughs) to the Believers podcast in the episode notes if you want to check that one out. If you listened to yesterday's show, you'll remember us talking about Nick Kyrgios playing at the Atlanta Open and possibly playing his good mate Tanasi Kokonakis in the second round. Well, we jinxed him because he's pulled out. I promise it's not our fault. It's not our fault. (laughs) What's happened here is that Kyrgios was scheduled to play Germany's Peter Giovchik, but withdrew from the singles tournament at the last minute. Reports say Kyrgios has a knee injury, but is hopeful of teaming up with Kokonakis for the doubles in Atlanta. Kyrgios went out onto the court before the match and spoke to the crowd, saying he's extremely shattered he couldn't go out there and put on a show, but said he loves them and hopes to be back next year. It's a blow for Kyrgios's US Open chances next month because he hasn't played singles since the Wimbledon final and he lost his chance to improve his ranking and get seeded at the US Open. Yeah, it looks like his ranking will drop below 60 after this tournament, Uh, but he's still a chance to play the doubles with Kokonakis today. And as we record this podcast, he is still scheduled to play. Other Aussies, Alex Dimonor and James Duckworth are still in the singles and they play each other in the second round. The second semi-final of the Women's Euros between France and Germany has kicked off just as we started recording today's episode, but we know that England are in the final. They beat Sweden 4-0 yesterday. It was potentially the goal of the tournament. Luce, I know you like this one. I know Sam Kerr liked it too. She tweeted and she said, not going to lie, 
that was lit from Russo. <laughs> and we always have to go with what Sam Kerr says. Absolutely. So <laughs> England were the favourites for this game, but Sweden are the number two team in the world. So many experts predicted a close game and it was close at 1-0 to England at halftime, but it was all England in the second half. They scored early after the break. Then in the 67th minute, substitute player Alessia Russo scored with a back heel kick between the legs. And as you can imagine... Everyone went crazy. (laughs) England scored once more to make the final for a third time. Yep, and they'll be hoping a third time's the charm after losing the other two finals. You're right, Luce. We've got to listen to whatever Sam Kerr says. So (laughs) I'll put a link to the goal in the episode notes so you can watch it and you can watch the women's Euros on Optusport. One of the great sights slash memes to come out of the Tokyo Olympics last year was Aussie swim coach Dean Boxall and his incredibly wild, incredibly physical celebration when his student Ariane Titmus won gold. He's there in Birmingham and he could go even harder if that's possible if Elijah Winnington wins at the Com Games. That was one of my favourite moments of 2021, that clip yep. of Dean Boxall. I think I watched it <laughs> 10 times in a row and I just shed a tear over it too. Yeah. So funny, so inspiring. I just loved it. And the thing is, he's already topped his Tokyo celebrations, but he knew where to hide away from the TV cameras. It was at the World Championships in Budapest when Winnington won gold in the 400-metre freestyle final. Boxall said, and here's his quote, I actually had more room to run and run, so I was kicking, screaming, <laughs> and going nuts. <laughs> Winnington was ranked number one in the world in the 400 metre free in Tokyo, but finished seventh in the final. He says he almost quit the sport, but with Boxel's help, he kept on swimming. And that's why the gold in Budapest brought out another wild celebration. Yeah. And it's just a shame we couldn't see it loose, uh, <sighs> but Damn. we still have Tokyo and hopefully Birmingham. And I'll put a link to his celebrations in Tokyo in the show notes. So Luce, you can watch it and shed another tear. Yes. All right, we are running out of show, but before we go, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name the Aussie or Aussies with the most Commonwealth game gold medals. Loose, who is it? Well, we said it was a three-way tie and they were all swimmers. Susie O'Neill, Anne Thorpe and Liesl Jones. Yep, they've all got 10 gold medals each and who knows? Someone might join them at these comp games. Uh, All right, that is us done for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Luce and I will be back with you on Friday to wrap up the week. We'll catch you then. 